0: The Blaze Radio Network, on demand.
1: Love.
2: Courage. Truth.
3: Glenn Beck. Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn this week, who is on vacation. 888-727-BECK. lot to get into today. Uh, and an awful lot of fun. We, we have this new study that I just noticed um, about humankind. We're like a, a really bad virus for this planet. The world's 7.6 billion people represent just 0.01%. Of all living things. One one hundredth of one percent? Well, yeah. If you include plants and bacteria. (laughs) Oh. Oh, okay. So we're going to compare our life to bacteria. And that's kind of what this new study did. Um, And they they claim that since the dawn of civilization, humanity has caused the loss of 83% of all wild mammals. And half of plants. I don't buy that. Humans have killed eighty-three percent of all the wild animals that have lived on this planet. Shut up. I just, I just don't. I don't believe that. Um, but this is the kind of stuff we're hearing all the time. Uh, yesterday, in the afterglow of the big royal wedding, there was a news report about Prince Harry's brother William. Prince William, who was talking about how population growth in Africa is wiping out the wildlife population there. Now, let's just say for the for argument's sake that that's true. And what what would you have done about it? What would you do about it? What action do you recommend? Well, the answer is from people who feel this way, from people who do these studies, reduce the human population. So animals and bacteria can thrive here because all life is the same, right? Leftists have been hysterical about population control or the population bomb uh, for decades. Remember uh, back in the 60s and 70s, Stanford biologist Paul Ehrlich made all kinds of doomsday overpopulation predictions, including the battle to feed all of humanity is over. He said that in 1970. He went on to forecast that uh, that hundreds of millions would starve to death in the next decade of the 70s. That 65 million of those who starved to death would be Americans. The crowded India was essentially doomed and odds were pretty fair. England would not exist in the year 2000 man, that is scary. When 2000 comes around, uh, I'd get off that island if I were you. (laughs) He was so sure of himself that he warned in 1970, sometime in the next 15 years, the end will come. And by the end, he meant an utter breakdown of the capacity of the planet to support humanity. And a collapse of civilization is a near certainty within decades. And obviously, none of those scenarios came to pass. And Today, we have double the population of 1970. Double. In fact, a little more than double. And his book, The Population Bomb, which I think came out in 1968, turned out to be such a bomb uh, that even the ultra-liberal New York Times finally realized in 2015 in an article called The Unrealized Horrors of Population Explosion that uh, Paul Ehrlich was full of crap. Sadly, there were a lot of people who bought into the cataclysmic hype from Ehrlich and others, including the governments of China and India, who instituted policies like forced sterilization, forced abortions, and other extreme and downright crazy measures that took human life for no reason. People are dangerous. And even though some of Ehrlich's most devoted disciples have seen the light in the last few decades and have realized just how incredibly wrong Ehrlich and the rest were, um, there's still others, on the other hand, with all the evidence to the contrary, that still believe and continue to push his agenda. Bill Gates is one of them. Bill Gates pushes the overpopulation agenda, and he pushes it hard.
0: Uh, First, we've got population now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion.
3: 7.6 billion now. Uh, so it's already gone up quite a bit since he did this a few years ago.
0: Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that Wait. by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3.
3: Hmm. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care... Reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Okay. If we do a really great job on reproductive health care and uh, vaccines, we can lower the population by 10 to 15 percent. Well, by reproductive health, he obviously means abortion. Right? We're going to control human population through abortion. But what do vaccines have to do with with limiting population growth and healthcare uh i think with healthcare he's talking about death panels that because that's the only way you lower the population through healthcare because being healthier as a population would mean more people not not 10 to 15% less just bizarre and vaccines promote human life unless you're controlling population growth with something in the vaccine Other than disease prevention, maybe you're sterilizing people with the vaccines. I I don't I don't. That's just bizarre. And as far as I've seen, nobody asks him about this when he does this presentation. How did Bill Gates from Microsoft get into population control Eh, as passed down from his dad? Uh, Bill Gates. Had a, a pretty interesting had some interesting things to say. Uh, about his dad and what his dad did in the past. Two that
0: really grabbed me as as urgent uh, was were issues related to population, uh, reproductive health. But did you
4: come to reproductive issues
0: as an intellectual? When I was growing up, my parents were always involved in various mm-hmm. uh, uh, volunteer things. My dad was uh, head of Planned Parenthood. Oh, and. Hmm. It was very controversial uh, to be involved with that. Why would that
3: be, you know, killing babies? Why would that be controversial? That's really strange. Isn't that strange? (laughs) You mean people have a problem with killing babies? That's really, really weird. Uh, I think that's something a lot of people don't know about Bill Gates is that his dad was the head of Planned Parenthood. And from its inception, Planned Parenthood was designed to limit population by killing undesirables in our society. Undesirables to Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger meant blacks, minorities. In her own words, she said the minister's work is also important and he should be trained, perhaps by Planned Parenthood Federation, as to our ideals and the goal that we hope to reach. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. (laughs) That is just sinister. Decades later, the evil that is Planned Parenthood is praised, beloved, honored by the left, and its racist, evil, eugenics-loving founder is somehow strangely admired. We have 7.6 billion people on the planet and a much smaller percentage of starvation and lack of resources than ever before in human history. They couldn't have been more wrong about the population explosion, about the, the dangers we faced, thanks in large part uh, to capitalism. Also, if, if you're a believer, you know that mankind was given dominion over the earth meant everything on it. Meaning we're stewards and, and we're supposed to take good care of the earth and the animals, but we're obviously the top of the food chain. We're more important than the animals. We're more important than bacteria or the plant life. God's first commandment was multiply and replenish the earth. He didn't say multiply and replenish the earth until 1968 and then stop having babies because... Uh, uh, we need to go to zero population by then. He created a planet that can sustain life. A planet durable enough to handle SUVs. And all these people with their cataclysmic predictions are dangerous. And causing people to make ridiculous decisions like China and their forced abortion policy. 888 900 Uh, 888-727-BECK. More Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn coming up on the Glenn Beck Program.
2: Glenn Beck Mercury.
3: And Jeffy for Glenn, uh, who is on vacation this week. Gun control. When will we finally, when will we finally bring about common sense gun Thank reform? You. When? When? I don't know. It I don't either. It can't be fast enough. <laughs> it just can't. It just it can't. It cannot be fast enough. MSNBC's Katie Tour had uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton on yesterday. The, her, uh, her badgering of him was unbelievable listen to this
2: Um, can you promise kids in Texas today that they're safe to go to school
3: you hear that question can you promise can you promise kids in Texas that they're safe well no can you can you promise anything to anybody I can't promise that you're going to be alive in 30 seconds I don't know (laughs) Yeah, you can Nobody can promise that. What are you talking about? Well, I'm it's talking to you, asinine. Ken Paxton. Right. Yes, you're the Attorney General uh, from Texas. Should be able to promise that. You should be able to guarantee our safety.
0: Look, I can say we've got a long way to go. I don't think anybody can promise that at this point. I do think there's a lot that right. we can do. I, I do think that this school was in the process of moving in that direction. They had they had resource officers there. Who that mm-hmm. the, the guy that you just talked about mm-hmm. just might have saved many many lives uh, by being there at the right time. I think they were also in the process of potentially training teachers and administrators and I think that will be helpful in the future and I think we need more schools that have on-site mm. uh, law enforcement or trained teachers that can that can respond quickly instead of having to wait you know a few minutes for first responders you know we might end up losing a lot more kids
2: yeah I know we, we could have potentially lost a lot more kids but we did lose eight kids and we lost two teachers as well that school was hardened that school had done drills that school had two armed resource officers what else are you proposing to keep kids safe you can't tell them they're safe today
0: well no I don't think wow, there's gosh. any way to, to say that we're ever a hundred percent safe. you've always got to be vigilant I think they were can mm-hmm. I think they need to continue to improve on their plan which may be a use of technology, um, maybe controlling okay. access better, and also actually getting those teachers trained. I don't think they had finished their implementation of their plan. So what they had done was commendable, and I think it did save lives. Uh, if you, we look at mm-hmm. Sutherland Springs Church, there was nobody in that church with a gun. What saved some of those people was that somebody ran into the church after a while and and, right. and shot the gunman and probably saved many, many lives. But again, I, I do want to point out, though, people. maybe
2: more people would have died. But I, I I think it it's I don't think you're intending to do this, but I do think it minimizes the eight lives that were lost and the two lives <laughs> that were lost to say that, well, this, this person saved more lives. I, I do want to well, I want to play with you one of the students, Paige Curry.
3: And she does. Oh, boy. And then she goes on to, to badger him further. Uh, it, it I mean this is just it's crazy talk uh, what she does here. It's it's unbelievable to me. Uh, here's here's what she uh, she she kept badgering him.
2: Is this just what we're living in now? 2018, where we're the attorney general of Texas. And I'm sure you're doing your very best. will will mm-hmm. will tell me on, on national news that we can't keep kids safe, that they're never going to be 100 percent safe. I mean, that to me just. Yeah. I'm
3: sorry, sir, but that's wild. Why is it wild? What, what do you suggest? How do you how do you make people 100% safe? Yeah, put it safe? back on her. You you don't know, yeah. That's what uh, I, uh, I wish you would have done. That. How do you make them 100%? Give tell me a me. suggestion. You you tell me how you make people 100% safe. Got to, You got the idea. You got the plan. Let's do it. We can protect all children from all uh, murderers, and we can safeguard this whole society from terrorists. 100%. 100% of the time and never fail you tell me well
0: so there's wow. definitely more we can do we've got a long way to go we we haven't begun to do what we need to do we have we've we've ignored the problem we've tried to deal with this through regulation which you know, somebody that wants to kill somebody is not going to follow a new gun law. We need to look at what the Israelis done. You know, in 1974, they had uh, they had a, a similar situation where tw- I think it was 22 kids died, 68 injured, and they've been able to lock their schools down since. We need to go to some model like that. It's you just know, I understand that, us- and, and
2: I spent a lot of time in Tel Aviv, and I've been to a lot of schools in Tel Aviv. I've got I've got step mm-hmm. who go to school oh, she's in an Tel Aviv, on this and you're thing. right. There are okay. armed guards standing at the doors yeah. to Israeli Almost schools. They are locked down, but but. Again, this school had that.
3: No, this no, school didn't. didn't have armed guards at the doors. No, it no, not. it didn't, Katie. Oh, this is agonizing. they were in the
0: process of implementing. I think greater plans than what you what you're talking about. They weren't done. And and look, I'm, I'm just asking, what else
2: can be done with two guys oh holding guns? They had mm. they had drills. What else are you proposing?
0: I'm proposing that they finish their plan, which was to to arm teachers and administrators. You don't know. What teacher might have been in a better place than one of those resource officers? It may have been enough to save everybody. At least let's do the training and let's do the best. Let's do better than we are now. Let's improve the situation. Let's uh, let's create a deterrent. First of all, mm-hmm. that when a shooter is coming in, they know there's there, there's uh, armed people and they don't know who they are. That it kid was deter- a student.
2: Presumably, he he knew that there were two resource officers there. Uh, attorney but, general, but,
0: but, but had there been but had there been teachers, he may not have known which. One. He would have likely not known which ones of them were armed and he would have been uh, i wonder if that to, would have stopped him.
2: him i wonder if that would have stopped him texas
0: Look, attorney general we can't, general, know, wow. we, Go ahead. We can't wow. know what's in his head but we can know that we can do better
3: i mean that is amazing hey where do you stand on this katie i'm, I'm a little confused wow that was such a a great right Rhythmia. down the middle job of a journalist that i i don't know where you stand on the gun control issue <laughs> Huh? I, I mean, Ken Paxton showed the patience of Joe. Yes, there. he did. I, I, I'd i have been screaming at the top of my lungs by the end of that interview. Katie, why don't you tell me what you would do?
4: Uh, I mean, you don't even have to scream. Yeah. Right? You just stop and go, wait a second.
3: How do you safety wrap Katie. our society? Go ahead. Tell me. 100%. Give it to me. And I'd love the advice here because obviously you know of some magical cure that's going to guarantee the safety, 100% guarantee the safety of all of our children. You
4: have to know it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking me what I was going to do. Right,
3: right. So um, please share it with us. Share your magic. What is it? Uh, I mean, that's despicable. Jeez. <laughs> oh, MSNBC is, is uh, terrible. Wow. I mean, pathetic and uh, just a propaganda arm of the left. During, during the, the Obama administration, they they were just essentially the propaganda arm of the Obama administration, and now they just they continue to to spew out the all the garbage from the left. Anything that uh, the left wants out there, NBC, is there to spew it for you I mean how would you 100 percent guarantee the safety leave them at home? Yeah. How about this? Uh, the kids stay home. I mean that's what the the two
4: uh, former education secretaries suggested. You know, pull parents to pull their children out of schools in the public school system, and they were the you know they're trying to say that they pull them out until they make the schools safer. The two former Obama uh, secretaries. Um, Yeah, um, where where were you when the shootings were happening during the Obama administration? Right. Um, Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. No, you didn't say a word, but that's okay. Because, uh, you know, parents uh, do have uh, the choice of it's called homeschooling and more and more people are doing it.
3: I mean, that'd be certainly safer than having a thousand kids in one location. Yes. I mean, I can't have them in a thousand locations. (laughs) I mean, when you've got schools the size of the schools that we have in Texas, one of our schools in the DFW area has over (laughs) 5000 kids. How do you safeguard them? One hundred percent. I mean, they have three or four campuses. Make them stay home. Yes. Stay home. Triple eight seven two seven. B E C K.
2: Glenn Beck. Mercury. back program,
3: uh, triple eight seven two seven back. We're going to talk to John Ziegler about an article he wrote. Article that I believe is in part at least about Glenn. <laughs> He's uh, Ziegler is uh, not maybe not the biggest Trump fan, on Boy, on planet John, Earth. John,
4: we're talking about the same John, Ziegler? yeah, I think so, yeah, okay,
3: yeah, uh, and you know, neither have we been, I although. I, I we mean, have we, been willing to give uh, yes, credit President where credit Trump is due.
4: credit when he has yes. done things
3: that are good. Yes. And I think we still call him out when he does things hey, that we, we, we have with to. which we disagree. You know, we just we try to be honest about it. And um, and nonpartisan. I mean, I just it's, it's either conservative or it's not. You either have the principles or, or you don't. And so when he's not putting forth those principles, we call him on it. And when he is, we we praise him for it. Isn't that the way it should be? I, I, I think oh, so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, 888-727-BECK. So we're going to talk to him in about uh, half an hour or so. We'll, we'll do it at the top of uh, next hour. In the meantime, though, I wanted to share with you the sheer, profound genius that is Sheila Jackson Lee. Oh, Good. Yes. Oh, I yeah. Because uh, you know, we just had I, the wonder of Katie Tour from MSNBC.
4: Yeah, but I I, and, I miss the wonder of Sheila Jackson Lee.
3: I do too, because we don't hear from her enough, often enough anymore. And uh, and Is there so a problem? N- huh? Is there a problem with why we no, well, don't hear from her? Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of, but when <laughs> when she's when she's sharing her wisdom with us we need to take. It. We need to take it, and we need to ingest it. And so here she is uh, talking, of course, about the Second Amendment and speaking directly to those people that believe in the Second oh, Amendment. Okay,
1: good. Let me speak to those who continuously tout the Second Amendment. The First Please. Amendment is not without uh, Supreme Court definition. That right. if Wait, I thought we were, we were talking about the, the Second, Second
3: Amendment. And what are you going to the First Amendment for? What, uh, of don't fire Don't know. I mean, this is Sheila Jackson those Lee questions. genius, so don't.
1: Proud at the- uh, that is not protected by the First Amendment.
3: Okay, yelling uh, fire in a crowded theater—that's what they always go to. Or wolf. Or wolf. Or calling wolf in a crowded theater. You do that. You can't do that. <laughs> and it is—it's the—it's uh, the wolf and uh, fire clause in the Constitution I think it is, that says you do have freedom of speech, but you can't cry wolf or fire in a crowded theater. But or but the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. But the Second Amendment. We'll get to that in a second. And that okay. means that if you take assault weapons and bump
1: uh, and use bump uh, weapons, bump, uh, salt, bump, bump, bump fixtures to fixtures. make an assault weapon, and you kill,
3: you use wait, you use bump fixtures. <laughs> that is outstanding. That means if you take an assault bump, use bump, uh, bump, the bump use bump, bump. fixtures. Uh, is, if you do the bump. Uh, from the 70s. That was a really good dance. It was fun for (laughs) about 15 minutes. Um, Uh,
1: Hundreds of people, tens upon tens of people. That's not protected by the Second Amendment. Did
3: Uh, you just hear that? Okay. Killing tens of tens of people is not protected by the Constitution. I didn't realize that. Hundreds
4: of by tens.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Since when is murder not constitutionally protected? When did that happen? I don't know. I missed it. (laughs) I, miss it, but I this is this is so becoming this so is going I. to
4: become a clip of the ages soon. Yes, it is. It's pretty close. It, it already. might
3: already be there. It could
4: not
1: be. And so we've got to find a way <laughs> to keep guns away from people who would do who? harm.
4: Right. We
3: have
1: to find right, a way right. to intervene in the lives of young people. This young.
3: Why haven't we thought of this? Before? I don't know. Why haven't we said? I don't it? know. Uh, no, you're a person who will do harm. I don't. I see that. I foresee that in your future. So no, you can't have you a can't gun. Have a gun. You can't have a gun. You can't have a gun. I see it. And I can't allow it because you would go out and kill hundreds, tens, and tens of people. (laughs) And that's not constitutionally protected. Now, I know you think murder is constitutionally protected, but it isn't.
4: What if I wanted to go out and bump, bump, get
3: a bump? Well, if you want bump bump fixtures, bump fixtures. Uh, you can't have them. You can't have bump fixtures.
1: person shot people he did not like. You have to mm-hmm. find a person like that that mm-hmm. has a Born to Kill t-shirt uh, yes. shown on his Facebook. That child needs intervention oh. either by way of mental health right. needs or mm-hmm. behavioral needs. And therefore, we've got to honor these children, not just mourn these children. It deals with guns. Uh, it deals with parents' responsibility in locking them up. Uh, it deals well, with intervention on a child's mindset. Uh, and it certainly mm-hmm. deals with enhanced school safety. But I want.
3: Huh. She did actually get into some areas there where, yeah, we can do better on parental uh, issues. Yes, we can. You know your children better. Be nice. You know, these particular parents uh, from Texas said he was a smart, quiet, uh, nice boy. Well, smart, quiet, nice boys don't murder 10 people at their high school. So maybe you didn't know your son as well as you thought you did, which is
4: possible. Uh, you know, and look, he had a "Born to Kill" T-shirt on his Facebook page. So,
3: and what do you, you do can't with that? Have that?
4: What do you do you with cannot that? Cannot have that if you've got a picture of you. With, not
3: against the law. Not against as the a law. Picture with a yeah.
4: T-shirt. I mean, it could have been a gift. Anybody's mm-hmm. got there's the thousands of pictures, if not millions.
3: Yes. So, do you arrest everybody with a "Born to Kill" T-shirt?
4: Well, I guess so. If you, if you, you do. <clears throat> if you go down the line of. Uh, I think you're going to be a bad person. So you're not going to get a gun.
3: You can't have a gun because here's the thing. Murder is not constitutionally protected. You cannot go out and kill hundreds, tens of tens of people. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. Let me make sure I understand what it is she's saying. Let's go back to the beginning and really decipher what she's what she's saying. Let here. me speak to
1: those who continuously tout the Second
3: Amendment, the Please. First Amendment. Wait, you're going to. I love that. Let me speak those specifically who to those. Continuously tout the Second, Second Amendment. Amendment. The First, the First Amendment. Amendment. Let
1: me speak to those who continuously <laughs> tout the Second Amendment. The First Amendment is uh-huh. not without uh Supreme Court definition that if you cry fire in a crowded uh-huh. theater
3: cry fire in a theater. Uh,
1: that is not protected by the first amendment okay. and that means mm-hmm. that if you take assault weapons and bump uh and use bump, uh, weapons, bump, uh, and bump weapons uh bump fixtures to fixtures. make an assault weapon and you make kill an uh hundreds of people tens upon tens of people hundreds that's of people, not protected by the people. second
3: amendment it should not be so you can't kill hundreds of people or tens, or and, tens, tens and tens of tens. people tens and tens okay don't kill hundreds of people and don't kill tens and tens of people that is not constitutionally what protected. if there's actually a fire in the theater Can I yell fire then? Apparently not. But you can yell wolf. Okay, good. If there's a fire. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If there's a fire. I get to yell wolf. You can yell yell wolf. 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 But no way can I yell fire. Right. Right. Okay. I do not want to hear you yelling fire uh, under any circumstances. Okay. In a crowded theater. In a half full theater. That's fine. But not in a crowded crowded one. one.
1: Because the Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater.
3: (laughs) These Democrats are such constitutional scholars. Oh, man. Like the back of their hand. Don't challenge them. Don't even try to challenge them. Uh, (laughs) You're exactly right. They know the Constitution like the back of their hand. Yeah. And they know that the Constitution doesn't protect you from killing hundreds of people or tens and tens of people. And they know that the Constitution does not protect you from crying wolf in a crowded theater. So, uh, (laughs) I mean, just butt stupid. We have the dumbest representatives on the Democrat side. That you can possibly imagine. It's embarrassing. It certainly is. It's absolutely embarrassing. I mean, that's as bad as Katie Tour. And Katie Tour is not an elected official. Uh, She's just a face on MSNBC. It's just, it's really, uh, it's sad and pathetic. And they keep getting reelected. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is never going to be voted out of office. No way. No matter how ridiculous she is. Uh, You know... It is possible she's got something more wrong with her than stupidity. Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I mean, I believe that. We've played some of the uh, some of the examples. Yes. That sound, you know, scary. I believe that. Where They're, you're you're concerned for her.
4: And there there was a one that they showed that just happened recently that where she spaced on one of her speeches, and we've seen worse. Yeah. Uh, of yeah. her going into. Um, and back. <laughs> I mean, she... <laughs> yeah, she, she just loses it just for a while. just goes away, man. Uh-huh.
3: And I am familiar uh-huh. with that particular yeah. uh, train of... And every time that happens, I go back to thought. the uh, pharmacist who services Congress. Yes. There's a pharmacy that's right next to yeah, the Capitol. 100 years or whatever. Yeah, and he, he delivers medication to them. And he said he has delivered Alzheimer's medication to people in Congress. That's kind of an issue. Yeah, it's a huge issue and we need to know about it. And so you wonder, well, who's that? Who are these people that have Alzheimer's disease and are battling with it in the U.S. Congress? Uh, Kind of a concern. Just a tad. Yeah. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program.
2: Glenn Beck Mercury. Back.
3: It's Pat and uh, Jeffy for Glenn this week. He's uh, on vacation. 727 Back. Hey, the new uh, Los Angeles Rams stadium uh, is supposed to be somewhat nice. It, yeah, you know, for four billion dollars, it probably better be nice. Four, four billion. Four billion is what it's up to now. In today's world, though. <laughs> In today's world, $4 billion. Yeah, $4 you billion get? Used, you to, get? I used to get you a pretty decent stadium. Yeah, but I'm, Not talking about, today. I'm talking about today's Yeah, world. you're right. You're right. Not today. What's $4 billion? I mean, do you get a luxury box even? I don't know. Well, yeah,
4: you get luxury, but you get like the business class luxury boxes. Not the first class. You, don't get, you the, get the business. Yeah, the business class okay. luxury boxes. You know, where like. Scaled yeah, back. Maybe mm-hmm. 10 people, 15 mm-hmm. tops. Okay. And maybe you know what the you know how in the luxury boxes you get food. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with luxury boxes. I've mean, heard some of it. us are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there for the food. Mm-hmm. Um, in those in the business class ones, yeah, you have to go like go out into the hallway and get your own food. Ask for you know bring
3: <clears throat> food. <clears throat> in. Okay. You yeah. Know, the luxury boxes they just bring it to you. <laughs> uh, Four billion dollars. That's,
4: that's a pretty penny.
3: The most expensive stadium ever built is MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, one point seven billion. Wow! Uh, the Raiders' new stadium in Las Vegas is expected to cost more than two billion, yeah. but this is still double that. Now, the Rams and Chargers are both going to use it, well, so right there, you've cut there the you cost cut in it, half. You, there you it's cut only it. Two billion, it's two billion per team. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason though I think this is mostly the Rams and they're just I don't know if they lease it was, during certain games to the Chargers or how that arrangement works. Uh 4 billion dollars though man. Wow. Yeah, and the actual um owner I think has like 1. Point, I was I was just reading. He's well, the- he's only his investment is something like 1. uh 6 billion. Yeah, 1.6 billion. I expect the owners to pay for yeah, their own stadium. Yeah, I really can't. No, you can't. I, I can The actually. cities have to help. <laughs> that's insanity.
4: The cities it's have insane. to help. That's a that's a clear fact. <laughs> uh
3: I I mean, why? Why would the city pony, pony up any of the money? Why would the residents of the city pay for the owners' new stadium? Just to, to Are they help? getting any of the revenue? Yes, the no, city is. No, the they're city, not. it's helping the city. Helping yeah. the city pass. You can make that point, and yeah, they do. You can make they that case. drive
4: it home with those numbers. Yeah, they do, and they and look, we call it. We'll call it. Uh, we'll call it uh, you know, a, a penny for happiness. Yeah, a penny for the Rams.
3: Uh, a, pe- a penny for L.A. And that's what they'll say. They'll say that you know the restaurants yeah. are going to get business. The cabs are going to get business. But guess what? Movie theaters, everybody will get business and while in Well, that is area.
4: true, and that's their argument, and, I, and mm-hmm. I've been through it. Uh, one big one in Tampa, when they were building Tampa, man, they, they would not stop. And they got it. They went through. They always do. They went through. They almost and, always you know, do. The thing is, you can't use the stadium. You know, it's your
3: stadium. Yeah. But it ain't your stadium. Exactly. You know, you don't get to use it. Yeah. If my tax dollars are going to your stadium, I should... I should be able to go to well, games for access.
4: free. I should have access to it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I should be able to use it for free.
4: And and look, you you, you could if you were part of the sports authority, which has been put together yeah. uh, to help uh-huh. focus the energy uh-huh. on the team and the community and the help that the team and community and tax dollars are doing
3: mm-hmm. for you. The yeah, citizen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The sports authorities. Uh, <laughs> they put together a sports authority when I was in Houston. And it was designed, oh, I, I believe, to make sure that the stadiums wouldn't be taxpayer funded, that they'd be funded some other way.
4: We found no possible way and, we could do it uh, without that.
3: Yeah. And they it didn't look, work we, out We tried. It doesn't work out that way.
4: We tried. Mm-hmm. Did you? Mm-hmm. You, well, look, we asked a couple of businesses if they'd like to donate. They said no. So we said, okay, tax. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's clear. We tried.
3: And then they threaten you. With okay, well, well, we'll if you're leave. not gonna pony up the taxpayer dollars, uh we'll leave. And nobody wants okay. to say and nobody wants to say Sayonara. The fight is that Except people San Diego do. did.
4: Yep, I mean people do. There, yeah, there they are, do. That's that's what the fight and is and you lose right? the team. And people say, Well then bye. And so forty percent mm-hmm. of the city is saying bye, and sixty percent says yes, the team stays, and the other forty percent are paying the taxes with everybody else.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, San Diego lost the Chargers. There you go. Just that way. All right. See you later. And they left. Bye. <laughs> and they left. Uh, and now they're about to play football in a $4 billion, billion dollar stadium.
2: Glenn Beck,
3: Mercury.